Welcome to the Overflow Unplugged podcast. Every Tuesday night, we host a gathering of 18 to 25-year-olds for a time of worship, teaching, and community. We believe that these nights are powerful, but we know that God does some of his most life-changing work when we take what we've learned on a Tuesday and put it into practice in our day-to-day lives. The goal of this podcast is to have helpful conversations around the real questions that 18 to 25-year-olds are asking. Every episode, we intend to encourage you, to challenge you, and to equip you to thrive as you navigate your young adult life. Our hope is that today's conversation helps you to take another step in your walk with God. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Overflow Unplugged podcast. I'm here today with Clay Everett. Hello. And Maddie Gosley. What's up? How you guys doing today? Great. Yeah. So good. <laughs> we're just coming off uh, Tuesday night. Yep. Usually that means Wednesdays we're all pretty exhausted. <laughs> but here we are. I'm actually feeling pretty good this morning. I tried to sleep in, but couldn't. Woke up mm. 7.30, couldn't fall back asleep. Yep. Maddie got up. She'd had an active morning. Yeah, you know, all the things this morning. It was good. How are you feeling, Clay? Feeling great. Great. Excited to be here. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's been a little bit since our last podcast. And I think part of that is because we've been juggling this whole, we're meeting back for Overflow in in full swing. We're meeting every single Tuesday. And we have the honor of having hundreds of college students come in each week for a gathering that feels really safe and responsible, Mm -hmm. but also has been really special, really powerful, Mm. really impactful. Mm -hmm. So it's been a really good season, but we've been a little busy. (laughs) Just a little bit. But it feels good to come back and to be together to offer up this conversation we're going to have today in a really timely mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, last night, not only was Night of Worship and Communion, but it was also the first presidential debate of 2020. Mm-hmm. And we are living in some really interesting times. Mm-hmm. For sure. So... Yeah, why don't we go around and um, say who we voted for our last election <laughs> and who we're going to vote for this year. Perfect. Oh, it sounds like fun. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait. Oh, man. Um, okay, yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> but yeah, I think what we would love to do today is to dive in and to have a helpful conversation around navigating politics in this season. I did think about maybe what if we called this this podcast, Who Would Jesus Vote For? And it would be really clickbaity. And then we'd give you some answer maybe you're really not looking for. Right. <laughs> but no, I think that's really the heart of what I'd love for this conversation to be today is how do we navigate this mm-hmm. political season mm-hmm. as followers of Jesus? Yeah. yeah. So, so Maddie, Maddie inform, <laughs> t- teach us. Yeah, so I think one of the things that we should clarify before we jump in today is that the goal of today is to not tell you guys who to vote for. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Side note, if you guys hear like weird sounds in the background, we, we got moved around a couple of times today and uh, the, the room beside us is having a, a dance party or... <laughs> construction or the yeah. painting there's a lot of things going on but Something. you know what maybe that's symbolism for this season mm-hmm. that the, the noise yeah there's a lot of noise yep. yeah so wow but you press on 
you come on you keep going i mean we're already preaching and we just started <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna keep going but yeah so i think our goal today we're not going to try and tell you guys how to vote we're not going to convince you either way what we'd love to do is to help bring perspective in what is a really chaotic season mm-hmm. so i'd love to just get us started uh, asking a question what do you guys think is a Christian's role when it comes to politics? I think the biggest thing is that we can participate. Mm. Um, I think we are called to participate in the world that we live in, um, but we are not of this world. We do live in the world, but we're not of it. Um, And so I think as we move forward, that's something that's really important to remember, um, is that we're not voting um, as if the world's gonna end one way or the other. Um, We know the outcome. We know, we know that God ultimately is on the throne and nothing can take him off of it. Um, but it is really hard to enter back into the world as a Christ follower and navigate systems that we're not intended to navigate um, and do it well. Yeah. And so I do think we are called to participate in those systems, though, on behalf of other people. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, definitely echo what Maddie said. Um, actually, in my... Um, just kind of reading this morning was in John 17, where Jesus says that. He says, you know, you're, you're not of this world mm-hmm. um, as I am not of this world, but just like the Father sent me into the world, I send you. So Jesus mm-hmm. like sends us into the world to participate, I think, to carry on like his, his message. And so like, how does that like weave into politics? Well, like our message is a message of hope and love and mm-hmm. unity yeah. And um, yeah, we live in a world where politics are, are pretty big. I mean, especially the season we're in right now. Yeah. And so I think as a follower of Jesus, we don't have to shy away from it, but we enter in with his message. Yeah. You know, not how would Jesus vote, but how would Jesus participate mm-hmm. in, in politics? Yeah. So yeah, I think that it's, um, I think it's hard in the season where some people are like so in. Yeah. Politically, right. um, some people are so out, mm-hmm. and some people are in the middle. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. And where where do we fit? But um, yeah, I think we fit in that we we're we're here. We have purpose. Um, we bring hope. We we bring really the the message of of love, and and so we step into politics and we have conversations. We have thoughts. We you know, mm-hmm. as a follower of Jesus, we don't have to like not think actually we're called to think we're called to be mindful yeah um i think we can have opinions Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's really like what do we do with those and how do we communicate those i think that's the key in the season Mm -hmm. yeah that's good that is good yeah i think i think the helpful thing for me is to remember our identity first Mm -hmm. you know it's something i've wrestled with a lot because growing up in the south i think a lot Southerners are embedded with this idea of being a Christian and mm-hmm. being a conservative mm-hmm. and being a patriot mm-hmm. are all kind of synonymous mm-hmm. and maybe even equal. But the reality is, like, what we believe is we're supposed to seek first the kingdom yeah. mm-hmm. of God. That's what Jesus taught us to do. Mm-hmm. So our allegiance first is to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were talking about this the other day, but when we say that God is sovereign, a lot of times we can maybe understand that as different ways, but sovereignty ultimately is about authority. Yeah. Who has the ultimate authority? Mm-hmm. And we believe that to be God. Right. Yeah. So our allegiance first is to God. Mm-hmm. 
and then everything else kind of can fall underneath that. But in no way is our political beliefs attached to our identity mm-hmm. as followers of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's actually really interesting. Me and Clay listen to John Montcomer a lot. He's a pastor on the other side of the country. And he's talked a lot about this. And I feel like it's been really helpful to kind of understand the political season that we're in these days. Mm-hmm. But he talked a lot about this sense of how morality has evolved Mm -hmm. through the past 2000 years. Mm -hmm. And it's just interesting because through different seasons, people were able to get their morality in different ways. You know, at at one point, a majority of the world were pagans. They believed in all kinds of gods. Uh, you, You gave your allegiance to the God of the sea. If you were a sailor, you would give your allegiance to the God of the rain. If you were a farmer, you know, and then the enlightenment happened, which kind of really changed the world, made most of the world really a more like monotheistic ideology. And a lot of that was also in the spread of Christianity. And so a lot of people did begin to get their morality from um, their idea of one God. And then eventually we kind of moved into this season where there was just this idea, like in America, we lived for a long time, like one nation under God. And then we're kind of living in this duality of separation of church and state. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a freedom of religion um, or a freedom to not even be religious. Mm-hmm. But we're living in this kind of awkward tension of one nation under God, but some people don't even believe in God. There's just a, an interesting thing. So people began to like detach themselves mm-hmm from a sense of we follow God, because one of the things that did found America is the sense of freedom there. Mm -hmm. Like you can be independent, you can have your own thoughts, you can Mm -hmm. do your own thing. Especially when America started largely from this desire to to be free from a church or nation kind of ruling over you, telling you what you had to do. So America moved into the stage where they still kind of lived under a lot of these rules like you were living in a Christian nation, but you were detached from the sense of who that God is. And so kind of where we find ourselves now is in a season where people get their sense of morality, not from Christianity, not Mm -hmm. from following a a certain God, but really a lot of us today find our sense of morality in politics. Mm -hmm. You kind of align what you believe about what's right and wrong based off a political party. Mm -hmm. And that's just a very interesting change in the world. And I think it's very apparent. I think it's very apparent in the way that we see politicians talk today because it's no longer just a disagreement in policy. You see politicians taking the moral high ground. Well, I know the right thing to do and anyone who disagrees is wrong. Right. Yeah. And so it just makes it makes every debate so divisive. <laughs> it, it makes every issue mm-hmm. not just uh, this might be better or this might be more helpful mm-hmm. to more people. It makes every debate almost a matter of life and death or a mm-hmm. matter of absolute right or absolute wrong. Mm-hmm. And so it creates this tension. It creates this tension mm-hmm. of if you don't agree with me, mm-hmm. then you are wrong. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like as Christians, we interpret that as like, if you don't agree with me, then you're sinning. Mm-hmm. Because obviously 
I know what God would want. Mm -hmm. And so if you disagree with me, then God disapproves of you. So Mm -hmm. if God disapproves of you, I'm allowed to disapprove of you. Mm -hmm. And it's just crazy that we've gotten to that place because I think we've just gotten so convoluted on where our allegiance is, Mm -hmm. you know? And so if we come back to that idea of like Jesus first, God is sovereign, then we have to disassociate a little bit about what we learn from politics informing us what we should believe about the world around us. Mm -hmm. Like we've got to understand what, God wants us to believe about the world around us, how we treat people, and not how politicians mm-hmm. teach us how to yeah. believe about the world around us and how to treat other people. Yeah, uh, that's an interesting idea because I think a lot of times when we think about politics, how like nasty it is, we are reminded that like politics have always been like divisive. Right. But I do, I think that's exactly right and a great way of thinking of it. The way that politics have moved from a difference of idea to um, a difference of like morality. Mm-hmm. And so, right, so if you're on the other side, you're wrong right. and I'm right. Um, so it can't just be a difference of, well, I think this is a better way of doing something or mm-hmm. this is kind of my opinion. Yeah. It's all about if you're right, you're right. If you're wrong, you're wrong. Right. And then, man, that makes it all about like that's, it just makes the person wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have a bunch of enemies. Yeah. <laughs> right? right. This really interesting So I know that a lot of people that are listening today, it feels like we're in a time where everyone is on the extreme, but a lot of people are actually more in the middle. Mm -hmm. You know, like a lot of people are kind of like, I'm I'm even kind of new to politics. I mean, where we're at with college students, young adults, a lot of them have only really just recently been able to start voting. Mm -hmm. So if someone is new to being politically informed, do you have any advice for kind of where to begin? I think for the person who's just starting to be political, to just start to engage in the process of voting and and even considering what they actually believe about politics, I would just say this, that we're not a Christian because of the way we vote. Right. We're a Christian because we follow Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if you could just start there, man, that would be awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, clear all the other things and just begin with, First, I'm going to seek the kingdom, like you said, Zach, and I'm going to consider like what the king would want. Like, yeah. what would mm-hmm. Jesus have me do? Mm-hmm. And to to look at politics through that lens, um, which isn't easy, right. because that's not right and wrong. That is, what does it look like for me as a follower of Jesus to engage and and get engaged in the process of politics? Yeah. Um, if we could just start there, that would be huge. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah, Clay, to piggyback on what you were saying, I think something that's really important, especially for someone who's just now entering this conversation, um, is you you don't have to do the things that you've always been told. Right. Um, you can think, um, you can look and, and seek Jesus first and seek his kingdom first, like Clay was saying, but also let that frame, frame how you see the world. Yeah. Um, let that frame how you see people. Let that frame how you look at politicians. Um, and, and be informed. So yeah. do your own research. Yeah. Um, and that's not always just looking at Instagram. That's right. not always just right. scrolling through Facebook. Yeah. Um, so you, you have that ability, you have that power. And I know right now it's so hard to kind of detangle what's real, what's yeah. not real. Um, and so use your discernment in that and pull from all sides. Yeah. That is something that I do all the time is I pull from every side possible mm-hmm. and put it all together and look at it and say, Jesus, how do you see this? How do you want me to see this? And let, give me your mm-hmm. vision for this. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, so often we engage in politics first off of opinion yeah. rather than information. Right. Yeah. And so if you start there, just learning, like be a learner yeah. about politics. Yeah, for sure. I think that's so helpful. And I think a lot of times in our world, we demonize politicians who think differently than us. But I think the reality is a lot of times in politics, we're all trying to solve the same problems. Yeah. We're trying to solve the same problems. We're just coming from different angles. And so I think recognizing that someone who has a different opinion than you politically Mm -hmm. is still motivated to try and fix a problem. They're just Mm -hmm. approaching it in a way that you probably wouldn't approach it. Right. You know? So I think that's helpful. So when you are doing research, that's why it's helpful to pull from both sides to just see where people are coming from and realizing that a lot of times people are politically motivated based off personal experiences and their personal experiences are stories. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And from their experience, they feel like this is the best way to handle something Mm -hmm. or it's not the perfect way, but it's a way. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just helpful to recognize that. But I also think to not look to a politician as our savior, Mm -hmm. no politician is our savior, right? Right. There's not going to be a politician who is perfect by any means, um, who's going to lead us to the perfect way to solve our problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So staying informed, learning more specifically about issues, I mm-hmm. feel like is helpful yeah. instead of just trying to find the perfect um, politician to, right. to follow. Mm-hmm. It's more of what do you believe about um, specific issues, specific mm-hmm. topics in our country that we're wanting to be better because those are the things that we're voting for. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're not just voting for one person to solve yeah. all of or, our problems. We're or a party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we really should be looking to say, man, what would Jesus want? And we're not expecting our government to fix it for us, mm-hmm. but our government is one way that we get yeah. a voice in right. yeah. how things are done in our country. So it's a way for our voice to be heard, which is a, a privilege. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's using that gift that we have but also just not expecting imperfect people yeah. to do things the way that, that we want them to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good, Zach. I remember talking to my daughters about politics yeah. as they first started like coming aware. And I remember we went through, before we started, you know, they would hear this person's bad, this person's good, right. you know, or people saying bad things about a certain person. And we kind of went through, we, we talked about what does it mean to be conservative? Yeah. And what does it mean to be liberal? Right. And I explained both of them and they're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Oh yeah, that, that's good, conservatism. And then explain, you know, what it means to be liberal. Like, oh, that makes sense too, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And yeah. it was like very funny because, um, yeah, on our opinions, we're going to one side or the other. Mm-hmm. But when you start thinking through issues and you yeah. start thinking through ways of solving problems, mm-hmm. um, there's much more to it. And yeah. so, yeah, get informed both sides, the whole big picture, even down to like people and how mm-hmm. they lead and choices that they make. Yeah. yeah. I'd say another helpful piece of information if you're just beginning or if you're trying to reconsider maybe you put too much hope (laughs) in your politics and then a politician or a party failed you and so maybe you're just kind of trying to figure out where to restart and I think one of the biggest pieces pieces of advice that I could give is to engage and to learn more without being motivated by fear Mm -hmm. because that is so much of the season that we're in Mm -hmm. it's politicians are using fear if this doesn't pass, then we're never going to see this happen or this is going to happen and it's going to be the end of the world. And we just don't believe that. Mm -hmm. Like as, as followers of Jesus, we believe that, that God is in control Mm -hmm. and 
that nothing is going to happen that's going to interrupt his plan or his purposes, Mm -hmm. ultimately. And so being motivated by fear is us putting too much power um, into the hands of men, into the hands of politicians in our world Mm -hmm. today. So uh, as much as you can to learn more and to, to figure out how you can make a positive contribution without just making decisions being based off fear. Mm-hmm. Because those are tactics. Those yeah. are tactics yeah. to get you to vote a specific way, to vote for a certain party, to vote yeah. um, leaning in a certain direction. Mm-hmm. And also, like it, if you do have several values that align with a certain party, it doesn't mean that you have to just lump everything else in. Mm-hmm. Like It's okay to be more down the middle. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's okay if you are really... Um, if you are really passionate about a specific topic, it doesn't mean you just have to lump everything in and say, well, I guess I'm a liberal or I guess I'm a conservative. You can be conservative in some ways and more liberal in other ways. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing I find helpful is that just to remind myself, we're operating in broken systems. Yeah. So neither system, neither way is supposed to solve all the problems. And so when you think about it in that regard, um, it helps you to say, okay, neither one is the perfect solution. Yeah. Um, and that it takes the pressure off yeah. um, that we, we just live in a broken and fallen world yeah. and we're operating in that and we're making decisions in that. Um, but the beautiful thing is like, we don't serve a broken and fallen God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so knowing how to, how to move and navigate politics with that mindset, it can be hard when you come at it with, uh, we're just operating inside of these really broken systems, um, that pressure comes off your shoulders. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. So if you guys tuned in to the first debate yesterday, it, it's easy to see that we're just living in a time of chaos. Mm-hmm. I mean, when two grown men are just arguing and talking over each other the entire time it is just wild to think that all sense of civility Mm. (laughs) when it's come to the political arena it's like the gloves are off it's like Mm -hmm. you can resort to arguing like you did when you were in elementary school right because that's just where we're at right Mm -hmm. now so my question is how do we keep our heads above all the chaos that we're in right now i think one thing both of you said uh, is this idea of the pressure is off. Mm-hmm. So like one of the ways we stay above the chaos, we just take a breath, yeah. right? Yeah. Just breathe. Like everything's going to be okay, mm-hmm. even if things don't go the way that you want them to go. Right. I would also say how we stay above kind of the, the culture of chaos that even is being perpetuated by our, our politicians right now is maybe we call things like as they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like maybe we say the way that the two candidates talked to each other in the first debate that that was wrong, yeah. mm. right? Be- because it, it can easily be this excuse that, oh yeah, well, they can talk like that, so I can talk over someone or be rude to someone. Right. Let's just say that's not okay. No. Mm-hmm. And and just say like, there's gotta be a better way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I hate that it comes to that, but. But it's where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> it is where we're at. Take a breath, call it like it is. Mm-hmm. there's a better way. There's got to be a better way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like part of the pressure right now is that the chaos isn't just out there in the world. It's not just on our TVs watching the mm-hmm. debate. It's all over our social media feeds and it's in our personal lives. Yeah. It's in 
conversations with our family. It's in conversations with our friends. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've developed this new sense of anxiety when I'm like meeting with someone new or I'm talking to someone that I haven't talked to in a while that all of a sudden, if I don't know where they're politically leaning, that all of a sudden a conversation is just going to be like real tense and stressful and even if we maybe are aligned in certain ways that we're not going to be aligned in other ways. And it's just kind of a sense of anxiety of, gosh, how, how do I even have a conversation right now without this turning into our own personal debate? Mm-hmm. Right. Because this is my friend or this is my family member and I don't mm-hmm. want to get into a heated conversation right now. Mm-hmm. So how do we handle conversations with family and friends in this season? A verse that comes to mind for me is Colossians uh, 4, verse 6, and it says to let your conversation be always full of grace, Mm -hmm. seasoned with salt, that you may know how to answer everyone. And I think that the idea of like political conversations are are always hard and probably anxiety producing. Yeah. but yeah, what does it look like to have a conversation with someone who maybe thinks differently or believes differently than you or votes differently than you mm-hmm. and to give, um, to give them grace. Yeah. And when I've read that passage or heard that passage before, or just maybe in, you know, a, a different context, it's like, let your conversations be full of grace. And we kind of think of like grace as being like, like eloquence mm-hmm. or like just the way you carry yourself. But we know that the definition of grace is unearned, undeserved love and kindness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if you take that and you apply that to a political conversation, it's to have unearned, undeserved kindness and love for someone else, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. To like to treat them in a way that they don't even deserve. Yeah. Um, and yeah, when we when we make someone who thinks differently than us the enemy, mm-hmm. then we're going to give them what they deserve. Yeah. Yeah. But to have a conversation full of grace is to actually n- not to do that. Right. Is to give them undeserved kindness. Yeah. Mm-hmm of graciousness, gentleness. Mm. Yeah. Some of the language out there right now for Christians Mm -hmm. is, hey, if you don't speak your opinion and you don't make your voice known, Mm -hmm. then you're going to be silenced. Yeah. So what would you say? I mean, so it feels like there's this dichotomy of what we're being told. Right. Where Jesus is telling us to to let our words be full of grace. But the world is telling us, hey, if you stay silent, you'll lose. Mm -hmm. What would you say? I mean, one of the ways that we can show un earned kindness to someone is to listen to them, mm-hmm. right? And so to sit across the table from someone who thinks dramatically different than you mm-hmm. and to let them speak and to say at the end, I hear you, yeah. I hear you. Mm-hmm. That just then positions you to say, I, I hear you. Like what you said makes sense to me. Hey, but this is how, this is what I think. Or this is like what I believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that just changes the conversation. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Think about if that's how the debate was, Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. That each other, they heard each other. They listened to each other. Mm-hmm. That would have been helpful. Yeah. And so I think that's an incredible way. Right. Listen and even say, like, hey, I hear, I hear what you say. Right. And then you share your thoughts. Right. You don't have to be mm-hmm. silent. Yeah. yeah. But scripture also says to be, what, quick to listen, yeah. mm-hmm. slow to speak. Mm-hmm. Right. And so listen, be a good listener. Yeah. I mean, I think from a political standpoint, the reason why they're talking over each other is to listen and to consider someone else's idea might give off the idea that all of a sudden you feel like maybe, maybe I'm yeah. wrong. You know, right. if I'm, if I'm listening too much, it's like, well, maybe I'm actually considering if I'm wrong, but like, actually that's where we should be. I, mm. I feel like we should never be so strong 
in our political convictions mm. that we're not willing to say, what if there's a better way? Yeah. Because if that's the case, we might miss Jesus in the midst of our mm. own beliefs. That's good. You know, like yeah. we actually might not take the time to consider, would Jesus have me believe differently about this yeah. than the way I've always felt? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like part of our call as believers too is to love God and to love people. Like those mm-hmm. are the, the two biggest commandments that we were given from God. Like if he's asked us to do anything, mm-hmm. it's to love God and to love people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of times, I mean, politics are a way for us to try and solve problems in the world around us, mm-hmm. but those things don't supersede our call to love God and to love people. Yeah. So we can't squash people on the way of trying to love people. I get a lot of times we're thinking, I'm going to love people through politics, mm-hmm. <laughs> through these agendas, through um, these ideas that I have, but we can't just squash people along the way mm-hmm. when we beat them up with our ideas or our opinions. Yeah. We have to be able to have like civil conversations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like one thing that I've been reaffirmed of in this season is that you can win a debate and still be wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can win an argument with someone. I've probably done this with Clay all the time. I might have like won the argument and I was still wrong because I like let myself get the final word and Clay was mm-hmm. just like, you know what? <laughs> Taking the high road. Um, I'll just be vulnerable there. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a reality. It's yeah. that you can mm-hmm. you can win the argument mm-hmm. and still be wrong. So like we have to realize that if we care about relationships and if we care about people and if we're going to love people the way that God wants us to love people, mm-hmm. that we can't just destroy them with words or mm-hmm. destroy them with our opinions. We have to build them up. Mm-hmm. You know, We have to be able to see the good, the Imago Dei. We have to be able to see God in other people and realize, man, God sees us the same way. Mm-hmm. Like he, he sees us. He loves us. Mm-hmm. And so if we're going to do that, yeah. It's going to take listening because when you listen, you recognize someone's humanity. Yeah. I've heard the phrase, you can't be a Christian and vote for blank Mm -hmm. a lot. And I think that that phrase is so Mm anti-gospel. It's not even funny. We are in a season where we're we're denying someone else's, whether or not they follow Jesus based on who they vote for. And that's, that's not what, that's not even what Jesus said. Yeah. Jesus told us to turn the other cheek, right? And mm-hmm. Jesus' whole premise was that we are to love not just the people that are easy to love, but the people who are considered our enemies. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you sit across from the table who disagrees with you, they are not the problem. Yeah. The person is never the problem. Right. Um, but you're talking about names and you're talking about stories. You're talking about people who come from hurt, right? Yeah. And hurting people hurt people. Right. Yeah. And I hang on yeah. that a lot when I'm thinking about someone yeah. who's hurting somebody else it's probably because they've been hurt too. And so when you listen, your conversation can be full of grace Mm -hmm. because when you, when you see where they're coming from, that does not mean that truth, you're not silent about what you believe. That doesn't mean you don't fight for people. That doesn't mean you don't care about the poor. That doesn't mean you don't care about um, the issues of injustice that are on the table. Um, It just means that the way that you carry yourself and talk about it is a little bit different. Right. Um, Because the way of Jesus is so radically different than the right and the left. Mm -hmm. And so when we, when we approach it in the way of Jesus, we can enter back into that full of grace. He was also full of truth. And yeah. so there are some times where standing up for something and standing in something mm-hmm. is important because mm-hmm. you, you have the vision of Jesus and that is 
he's calling us to do that. Right. He calls us to stand for people. Right. And so going from that, you can you can realize that, okay, just because someone's voting for someone doesn't mean they don't follow Jesus. Yeah. But it also doesn't mean that you don't you don't say what you believe. Yeah. I think one of the things too is like, yeah, being full of grace but also being full of truth. I mean, but that's one of the things that we learn from Jesus' example. Mm -hmm. It's his kindness that leads people to repentance. Right. You know? And and so a lot of times extending grace might open up someone for the truth. Yeah. You know, and for the truth to be received. I mean, Mm -hmm. think about how many times maybe a parent or a boss or someone spoke to you and they needed to tell you the truth, Mm -hmm. but you weren't ready to receive it because you didn't feel like they were really listening to you. Mm -hmm. You feel like they weren't really seeing your side of the story. Um, You feel like they are maybe just ready to criticize you and not build you up for the things that you feel like you are doing right, Mm -hmm. you know? So how much more receptive are you to someone who you feel like has heard you out? Mm -hmm. And so like, that's the thing. If we're going to love people, it means we're going to have to be around people that aren't Mm -hmm. like us. Because God loves the people that are very different from us. Right. And so if we're going to love those people, it means we're going to have to be able to be around people that think differently than us. That's one of the biggest things mm-hmm. that I get nervous about for this generation is that it's it's so divisive that it's like mm-hmm. if someone thinks a little bit differently than me, then I have to like cut them off. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was not God's no. intention. That was not God's design. And so we're going to have to learn to be around people in, in a lot of cases to agree to disagree, to mm-hmm. not think perfectly the same. Yeah. So one, like we have to be able to be around people that we disagree with. Mm-hmm. And two, when we're there, we have to be able to, to season our conversations with grace. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to do that perfectly. No. Yeah. But it begins with starting somewhere. Like mm-hmm. you have to start practicing it yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we're in some of these conversations with family and friends, what's some, some helpful advice that we could give to trying to navigate some of these conversations? So we already talked about like listening yeah. first, mm-hmm. but I would, I would add to that um, real practically, like ask questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when someone is sharing like what they think, um, if you can like get better, like asking them questions, mm-hmm. yeah. it's helpful because it helps them process. Yeah. Maybe it even helps them to learn. Yeah. Oh, well maybe I don't have this all figured out, but it's also a way to like slow down the conversation and to listen, to keep listening by asking questions. Mm-hmm. I think it's really super helpful. Yeah. Good. And I think it keeps it from being a debate because right. you're not hmm. trying to debate somebody. Right. You're not trying to debate your family member or your friend. Maybe you are in sometimes. But um, I think when you're trying to have a conversation, those questions are going to be really important to help you clarify and help them clarify. And then when you ask questions not condescendingly, that's helping. Mm. Yeah, that's helpful. Yeah, it's <laughs> helping people have that conversation that's yeah. full of grace still. Yeah. 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 So keeping that at the yeah. forefront of what you're doing and not just cutting someone down um, and just listening to them just so that you can have the next right thing to say, actually processing what they're saying and why they're saying it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I think just like seeking to understand instead Mm -hmm. of seeking to win. Yeah. Yeah. You know, every conversation with a friend shouldn't be a debate. Right. If it is, you're probably not going to have a whole lot of friends at, you know, it's just, it's, if, Mm -hmm. if every conversation is a debate, that's just, exhausting Mm -hmm. and that's not the that's not the world that we have to live in you know um and so if we can look to understand different people's perspectives and and understanding someone else's perspective doesn't mean that you can't be confident in your own beliefs 
You know, I feel like Mm -hmm. looking to understand someone else is actually a really strong way to show how confident you are. Mm-hmm. That you're not worried that one little idea or one little concept might completely throw you off, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. yeah. So seeking to understand instead of just trying to win a conversation that m- maybe isn't actually even a debate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? I think getting better at not taking things personally. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because um, that's where we get into trouble. And you know this when you're in a conversation and all of a sudden your heart starts racing, you know, and right. you get like hot and like a little bit sweaty and you're like ready to fight. But if, you know, if it's the kingdom first, is yeah. if as followers of Jesus, we seek God's kingdom first, then, yeah, when someone disagrees with us, don't take it personally. Mm-hmm. Don't take it as a personal offense. Because yeah. right? that's going to allow you to, like, keep engaged in the conversation right. um, and not try to win the, win the argument. Mm-hmm. And then I would just add maybe know when is the right time to have political conversations. Yeah. Right. I mean, sometimes you can't control it, but, um, mm-hmm. you know maybe just be more aware of like the time and the space mm-hmm. and even know when to like finish a conversation. Yeah. All right, let's be, let's be done talking about yeah. that right now. Yeah. Yeah. I also think, uh, so a lot of our interactions today aren't even in person. A lot of our interactions with other people now are on social media, especially in a pandemic. So I think one helpful thing, I heard someone say this, it's to pray more than you post. Mm. sometimes what we're seeing out there in the world isn't even conversations we've had with other people. It's just things we've seen them post on social media. And there's so many political posts right now out there and it can just be overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And so maybe instead of just adding to the noise, what if you did spend more time praying about the season that we're in, praying for our leaders, Mm -hmm. praying for, justice to happen in our world but also love yeah and truth praying for god to change people's hearts not to align them uh with a certain political party but to make them more like him yeah praying for our leaders to know jesus mm-hmm. and if we did more of that than we posted i think we'd be in a pretty good place mm-hmm. and maybe in some ways it would help us to to figure out what we should post and what we shouldn't mm-hmm. post mm-hmm. is praying and just getting discernment from God on <laughs> what hills we should die on. Mm-hmm. And maybe when when there needs to be a, a time to just be silent, even if it is, I'm just maybe not going to post that. Or mm-hmm. maybe I just won't reshare that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And arguments aren't won and hearts aren't won in the comment section. No. <laughs> I think, I know I find myself just scrolling and scrolling um, looking at how people are just tearing each other down, people who don't even know each other. Yeah. Right. Um, and half of it, you're almost like, that doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's just important that a real-life conversation is so much better than a passive-aggressive comment on social media. Yeah. And, like, hearts aren't changed, and people are not convinced in the comment section. People are literally in the comment section as a source of entertainment. That's gotta be one of the weirdest things about 2020, I feel like, is like now comment sections are just where people go to spend time just cause it's entertainment. It's like free entertainment. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so like, I don't think most people are won over in the comment section. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's just a helpful reminder. Yeah. Man, well, I feel like we've discussed a lot of really good things today. Obviously we can't talk about every single thing, every mm-hmm. single situation right now, but I hope that this has been helpful for you guys. I think maybe some just really 
clear next steps that we can just remind you guys of mm-hmm. would be to one register to vote. Yeah. yeah. If you haven't done that, yeah. mm-hmm. go ahead and do that just cause it takes some time mm-hmm. and figuring out what that means for you. If you don't live here in Wilmington mm-hmm. or if you're in a different city than where you're actually from, if you're away for college right now, mm-hmm. then you, you need to figure out what it looks like for you to vote. And you might have to do that through the mail. Mm-hmm. I think another thing is to just be informed. Mm-hmm. Like we said, do research, but yeah. don't just dive deep down on one political extreme. Mm-hmm. Get information from both sides. Understand mm-hmm. issues and not just party platforms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And vote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go vote. Participate. Yeah, participate. Mm-hmm. It is a freedom that we have in our country that we shouldn't take for granted. So mm-hmm. go do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then as you participate and as you engage to see people as people, yeah. right. And to see people as the people that God's called us to love, mm-hmm. to pray more than you post. Yeah, <laughs> Zach, I think that's great. Just overall pray more than we do anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean that amount of time, but that, that's that posture of our hearts, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. To be, to go before God, before we go before men. And then ultimately to remember and to live under the reality that God is in control, that yeah. God is our sovereign. And yeah. we are citizens in his kingdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then underneath that, as far as of Jesus, is we live in a country. Mm-hmm. And yeah. for most of our our listeners, we live in America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so having that, the priorities, that perspective, is first the kingdom. We, we, we come under God's rule and reign. Um, and then we're citizens of America. And we participate. And yeah. we bring uh, grace and truth, mm-hmm. love and hope even into the political mm-hmm. spectrum, yeah. yeah. which how bright would that be right now if mm-hmm. that's how we all participated? Yeah. yeah, I think the last thing is just this idea that the kingdom of God is not the United States of America. Yeah. And that is a beautiful thing because it means that we don't rise and we don't fall on what our government's doing. Right. Um, and just remembering that our feet are on something so much more solid yeah. than who's in power. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to remember that because sometimes we think Um, You know, if we're Christians, this is what we do. This is how we vote. But our faith is not shaken because of what's going on in our country. Yeah. I think it's just an important reminder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This has all been so good. Clay, would you um, just pray for us and students, young adults listening right now who are going to be engaging in conversations Mm -hmm. and they're going to be doing research and they're going to be trying to do their part, but it's tricky, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's, involved there's a lot going on mm-hmm. you know so yeah. um, would you just pray for us to finish yeah, off today i'd love to cool father god we uh thank you for this time uh father we thank you for even difficult conversations uh we thank you for times that we get to really get out of our comfort zone which talking about politics on a podcast that's certainly one of them yeah. um, but god we're all in this boat together uh in this culture in this climate and God, um, we, we, just, we need you, and that's what we pray. We pray for, for you um, to soften our hearts in this season, um, to be able to love people, to love people the way that you love people, and even the people that we disagree with about politics. And God, I pray for the, for the students listening, the 18 and 25-year-olds listening, God, that they would be able to participate in politics but just from this different place of under your kingship, under your rule and reign, uh, 
uh, in this world, knowing we have a hope and we have a firm foundation uh, in your kingdom. And then we get to be sent back into this world to make a difference, uh, to bring uh, light and love, grace and truth, hope and freedom. And so I just pray for the listener for confidence, for patience, Mm -hmm. for perspective, and for God, for you just to lead them as they begin to really engage uh, politically in the system, in the process. God, I pray for wisdom and discernment for them. And then God, we do all together, we, we do pray for our country. Uh, we pray for America. We pray for the place that we get to live and the, those who lead us, those who work so hard to help people. And God, we just pray that you would just go with uh, our, our leaders, God, that you would bring maybe new new perspective to them. God, I pray that you would even maybe just breathe new life. Maybe, maybe we're not going to see it in this campaign, but just... Uh, uh, new life into into what we're about uh, as a people, and God, that our country would be a place that does provide opportunity, peace, freedom, um, but ultimately, God, that we as your people would be a people who bring that. Yeah. God, who even in the midst of hard times, even in the midst of, of difficulties, shine brightly your love and your grace. And so, yeah, God, go with us in this time. Lead us into conversations with friends, with family. Help us to be a light. Help us not to want to win the war, but lose our witness. Hmm. But even above that, God, that that in those conversations, God, that we would um, point people to you. So that's what we ask, God. That's what we pray. Uh, Go with us. Lead us. Uh, We're going to follow you. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for joining us on our conversation today. If Overflow Unplugged has benefited you, we'd love for you to subscribe and rate the podcast. You can also write a review. This will help the podcast reach more young adults just like you. You can also tell your friends personally about Overflow Unplugged, or you can share a screenshot of today's episode on social media. Well, that's all we have for you today. We hope that today's podcast will help you to take another step in your walk with God.